Women should feel empowered to pull each other up. We want to build a community to share other women's stories. Hi everyone and welcome to Tea with Tea. I'm Terry Lechever and this is Chantelle Cantel. She is the head of people at Balderton Capital. Delighted to have you on the show today, Chantelle. Thank you for joining. Thank you for asking me. And I obviously know you very well. We've known each other for a long time, but not everybody does. So do you want to just give us a bit of background on you and your career to date? Yes, certainly. So um, I've been in the the world of HR, people, talent, culture for, my goodness, it's probably getting on for 25 years now. So I like to keep that quiet. Um, I joined uh, the world of HR back in, I think, 1995. So a long time ago. Um, And as you said, I've got Balderton Capital now as their uh, first head of people. um, And I'm coming up for my two year anniversary in September. Um, So, yeah, I've had a number of roles in between, um, starting out, um, as I said, back in in 1995 in a quasi government organization where I started out as an assistant personnel officer. Back in the day, it was it was called personnel. And then I kind of went, you know, my my, my career steps kind of took off uh, from from then. And I then spent the majority of my career in uh, investment banking and private equity and then a little bit of a rodeo in a startup and on to Balderton. Amazing. And obviously this, this podcast is all about female leadership and I'd love for us to share and go into a bit more detail around how you found it being within finance in mm. an HR role as a female leader. Yeah. You've obviously spent a lot of time within the financial services space. How has that been and what's that journey been like for you? Because obviously it has changed a lot yeah I mean yeah it's unrecognizable now I would say if I look back to um my time in the kind of late 90s early 2000s um I mean I I was working um in in investment banking I was in uh, I was looking after the front office I was looking after uh equity trading cash trading um equity capital markets and sales trading and I mean it was a very very different world than it than it is now um very male dominated in that that producing role and then I would have said that probably 95 percent of the the sort of HR um team were were female so there was a very a very clear divide and it used to be and I would hear it said on the trading floor the producers and non-essential staff I mean, that was literally the way we were referred to. Wow. And it was very much um, a kind of not not team sympathy role, but I would say it was very transactional, um, very reactive. Um, and it would be either periods of um, intense hiring, sort of graduate training schemes, then firing half of the people on those training schemes and then doing big riff reduction in force um, initiatives within banking so it was a a really different world and I would say although there were some reasonably senior women in um, the the sort of HR function the senior roles that actually mattered in inverted commas um, were definitely uh, very white male middle-aged when I when I look back and I mean thankfully the world has moved on in the last 20 years and a lot of the behaviors um 
that that were evident on the trading floor and within that senior management structure within banking are just one they're not acceptable and two they just don't exist anymore which is which is great but it's taken us a long time to to, to get there and yeah it's, it's a very different world I'm pleased to say and how how has the obviously I guess it's a different time but in terms of comparing private equity and venture capital versus banking would you say that's different for females in leadership roles yeah I mean I think I think yeah, it is very different. I think um, investment banking, uh, particularly the, the trading side of banking and private equity are, are similar in that I think they are slightly behind the curve. Um, I found VC a lot more progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more um, visible uh, senior females within VC. And they, I think it's around having that voice at the table. Um, and I think, you know, times times have changed, and there is a lot more uh, understanding of the role that women can play with within finance. And I think, you know, investment banking and private equity is catching up. But on the whole, my experience has been that that uh, VC and in particular Balderton are very progressive um, in their outlook and in their sort of championing of of females uh, in the leadership team. Yeah, and that's probably brings us on to our next point. So I know that obviously, as you say, two years at Balderton, I know you yeah. talk very fondly of your time there. Yeah. yeah. But thinking about the two years and what it was like when you joined and any measures that you've been able to put in place, obviously relating yeah. to women in diverse and in diverse roles or women in finance, what how has that been for you during yeah. that? Um, so yeah, as I, as I said, I've been here for two years, and I was the first um, head of people within Balderton. So I came in um, and 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 took over uh, the sort of people uh, function from uh, the finance function, who had you know, managed it extremely well in in the absence of having um, a more nuanced approach to to, to the people space. Um, during that time, we grew from I think. 54 employees uh, to over 70 um, and I think there was a there was a real push to recognize that that we we did have quite a male dominated um, partnership structure and during just before I joined we hired our first female partner um, which is obviously a step in the right direction however there are still eight other male partners in in that partnership um, but I think since I joined, we've we've definitely taken a a real look at our the the, the whole diversity uh, piece, um, which would be looking at um, ethnic diversity, um, diversity of age, diversity of, um, of of socioeconomic background, and of course the the, the gender diversity. We're doing pretty well on the gender diversity. If you if you look at it, we've got um, a, a number of uh, females in the the leadership team. So we've got a you know female CFO, we've got a female uh, chief marketing officer, a, a female chief talent officer, um, and we've also got a number of quite senior uh, principals and senior associates within our investment team. Um, where I think we needs to, to, to carry on that the work is around um social 
diversity. Um, there's still a, a you know a little bit of an intellectual snobbery um, within within VC. So in in terms of initiatives, we partnered with a number of local schools and sixth forms in the area and that's something that's very dear to me um, because I think socioeconomic movement yeah. is one of the biggest hurdles um, whether you're female male an ethnic minority disabled etc that's a really you know something that will really hold you back or, or can hold you back so as I say we partnered with a number of um, local schools which has been so rewarding you know having six formers come in and spend time here and see that VC is actually a welcoming yeah. environment for them um, we've also uh, signed up with 10,000 black interns so we use that um, as well as uh, diversity VC um, and future VC to uh, look for interns and uh, analysts to join us so we're trying to improve that pipeline because um, I think it's it's lazy hiring when people say, oh, you know, well, we just these people just don't apply. Well, that's because you're not making the environment welcoming for them and you're not going the extra mile. So by contacting different schools in the area, talking to universities, we're making VC an, a, an attractive place for everybody to, to work and not just white, male, middle class individuals. Yeah. And I think talent attraction yeah. isn't just about what you're projecting and what people see obviously if you want to attract diverse talent I think you have to actively seek it out at the same time which obviously sounds like you're doing yeah and as a female leader you're a mother yourself as we've already talked about how was it for you when you were going through motherhood and trying to manage a career at the same time it was a long time ago for me now. So I've got two two sons, um, one of which is 17 and one of whom is 15. So every age of, of, of children brings, brings its challenges. Now, back when I had uh, my children, it was very different. So I remember at the time I asked if I could go back to work part-time three days a week and I was just told a flat no, that, that doesn't meet the needs of the business. And that is something that just does not happen um, nowadays. So I did take a little bit of time out and then went back um, into, into you know, the workforce, as we would say, a couple of years after having my, mm -hmm. my funds. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's a challenge and I maybe this is old fashioned, but I feel it's very difficult to have it all. Mm -hmm. uh, something has to give um, and, and to be giving, you know, 100% to both family and career is is tough um, and I'm lucky in that um, you know Balderton is, is an incredibly supportive place to work um, work-life balance is is great we have a hybrid working environment which suits me in that I like to come to the office um, you know I, I'm a people person it would yes. be quite strange <laughs> if, if I wanted to stay at home and not interact with anybody also it means I can escape my kids during the the, the, the long <laughs> summer holidays um, but equally, I really value the quiet time I do get at home when, when the boys are at school. Um, but I think having a supportive work environment is is key. And, it you know, that has changed so much in the last 15, you know, 20 years. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that work life balance is super important. And, and for me, I want to I think to make Balderton the VC employer of choice, you need to be progressive in in your um, you know, policies around time off, et cetera, you know, parental leave. Yeah. And we've talked about that, particularly with things like the menopause or yeah. with 
reproductive health. I know that there are some initiatives that we've been talking about that you've been doing at Balderton, which I think definitely helpful. I think there are lots of females out there that struggle with the different times that we go through Mm -hmm. in our lives. And like you say, sometimes if you're trying for a baby, that will probably take more priority than your work does but how I'm do you so then good as well yeah. and, you know and these are yeah. important life-changing events and I think Balderton very much wants to be supportive um in both the practical and emotional emotional sense and you, you mentioned some of the initiatives um that 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 I mean I would say I've been kind of instrumental in 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 bringing to, to Balderton, one of which would be Fatifa uh, we partnered with Fatifa um I think probably two months ago, um, which which covers um, female and male reproductive health, uh, fertility, parenthood, and also menopause. So it's fully inclusive. Um, Mm -hmm. And as an employee of Balderton, I can use it for for a partner at home, um, which is which is also great. And we as a firm um, allow people to join that join the platform and then people will have a lifetime allowance, um, you know, a sum of money that can be used for any kind of uh, issues you know, around fertility, menopause, etc, which is great. Um, and I, I think that as a as an initiative that was was met really positively with with the uh, with the team here, which has been great. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of places out there that don't know how to implement these things or even just yeah. provide a platform. I think as yeah. a as a female, you kind of probably expected to go after and find things out on your own. And it's if yeah. you have got an employer, why not provide an opportunity where it makes things easier for people? I think for us as well, it was important to provide a solution that was totally inclusive. Yeah. So it would would include partners at home, regardless of gender. And it covered the the kind of age range. Um, and, I, you know, I think menopause is something that really has only started to be talked about in the last couple of years. Um, as, as with many kind of reproductive things, you know, a lot of people just don't want to want yeah. to discuss. And actually, it's a part of life that, that 50% of the population are going to go through. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important. And for Balderton, it was about striking a balance around we're a, a, a caring and compassionate employer who have a number of excellent policies around parental leave and support and guidance, but also wanting to help people as they start their journey with with fertility. And I think it's a a high proportion of people who have fertility issues. So to be able to help people around their reproductive health and then also to to help people who are maybe at the end of their journey, um, you know, like the, the people, people, women of my age who, um, you know, in the past would have just had to sort of put up with, uh, with, some of the symptoms of, of menopause so the idea that we we talk about it openly yeah. is is great and we're also not saying to people we want you to delay having children and we're saying we provide excellent uh policies and, and procedures around caring for you when you do have a child and giving you paid time off but also we're happy to help you on your journey which I think is so important important to me yeah exactly and I think it's interesting because do you feel like as a female it's only driven by the fact that there are more females within business that are leading that charge or do you think there is a receptiveness to these initiatives across the board particularly thinking about the world that you're in and how that I imagine is taken up yeah I mean look I I can 
I can speak for, for Balderton, you know, obviously 100%. And, and I think we've got a very progressive and uh, caring leadership team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we were looking at various uh, options around FATIFA and, and fertility options, our managing partner was super involved in all of the discussions. And, you know, we looked at it from an ethical standpoint. Um, you know, w- w- the messaging, what were we trying to communicate to people? So at, at Balderton, absolutely. Um, you know, our kind of ops committee is involved in, in all of these decisions. And, and that happens to be our operating partner and managing partner, who are male, um, mm-hmm. and myself and um, our CFO, Fiona. Um, yeah. And we, we had lively debates, but it was always from a very inclusive, proactive um, standpoint. I also, you know, have quite a good network within other VCs, other heads of HR, um, et cetera. So I know that, that this is something that other VCs are also looking to, um, to implement. like to think that Balderson's a bit of a trailblazer. Um, but again, I, I've got a good network of, of other heads of people. And, you know, and we, we all discuss what, what we're doing because yeah, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. And it's always good to be able to discuss um, various initiatives and what, what we've, we feel are negative or positive points. Yeah. So I think the world, the world is changing. And I wonder whether sometimes COVID kind of propelled us into this new world where people did care about their well-being and their work-life balance, their mental health. You know, these are things that were never discussed before. And that's, that's changed a hell of a lot in the last five years for the better. Which is crazy, I think, to think Insane. that it's only, it, but it has really accelerated throughout that period, I think. Yeah. And I know something that you're very passionate about. And again, further initiatives within Baldston, but it is wellness and managing mm-hmm. burnout as a woman. Like you say, it's it's hard to have it all and to juggle yeah. these things and then yeah, to yeah. feel like you potentially don't want to let one thing slide because obviously you have to be juggling everything at the same time. What type of initiatives or is there anything that you want to share in terms of that because I think that is quite useful for people and just feeling like you can voice that within the world I think I do think that's hard people don't want to especially as a woman I think we are less inclined to speak out saying I feel like I'm burning out because Mm. of the perception yeah, for, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, maybe there's also an, um, a kind of generational thing. I think, you know, that millennials and, and younger people are far more, far more likely to, you know, look at the, at the employer value proposition mm-hmm. and want to know that, that things around mental health, well-being are taken seriously. Um, and it, we're lucky at Balderton that we partnered with um, the Mind Advisory and they came in and did some workshops for us um, around mental health, around signposting. I mean, that was incredibly important. And I, I went, we, we had sessions for managers and sessions for, for the team. And I mean, it was, yeah, it was it was so sort of empowering to see people sitting and sharing um, their their experiences of of of, of mental uh, illness or, or mental well being, um, and how to um, navigate your way through situations, and to know that that they, there are people that you can talk to, and that you know mental health is is as important as physical health. It's it, you know there's no difference, and I think we've come from a position where you know mental health and, and stress or anxiety wasn't taught depression wasn't talked about because it was yeah. seen as such a disability yeah and in fact you know if you had a broken leg you wouldn't say well run it yeah. off 
you would get treatment you know it, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 crazy though it kind of it really does as my mum would say beggar belief at times you know if you're mentally unwell that's as debilitating as you know any other illness and it would it, it needs to be taken as seriously as someone having cancer or, or whatever it may be so you know I, I think having the opportunity to partner with the the mind advisory was great because also so I'm not a trained psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist but obviously people come to talk to me um and as an individual with my own mental health for me to take on all of that is extremely it's time consuming and it's emotionally draining so to be able to um, signpost people towards you know, trained professionals who can help is you know it's great and I would definitely uh, say that that's made a massive difference um, with with some of my workload for sure I've actually heard so, so I've obviously been in the HR world for a long time and I remember one of my network saying to me HR can be the loneliest role within a business absolutely I mean I'm lucky in that I you know I kind of have finance as a little bit of my extended team and I work with two amazing uh women um Helen and Fiona and yeah they are my sounding board and uh you know allow me to vent sometimes and I think it's really important to 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 have that and you know I, I thank my lucky stars that I work with them every day they're amazing but I'd also say I've worked hard over the years to really build up my um HR people network both yeah. within the VC PE and investment banking world and in in the startup world um, and that is really really useful um, actually I just wanted to say when we were talking about mental health I also think we need to look at the balance in terms of wellness in general um, and I just wanted to um, mention another initiative that we've, we've brought in which has been super successful at Balderton we, we partnered with a, a company called Hika. I'm not sure whether you, you've heard of them, but they're a, a wellness platform and it allows firms like us to give a monthly subscription to individuals, a monthly amount of money to spend on this platform. And it's, I mean, it's crazy. There are so many different wellness initiatives ranging from plants and ginger shots to rock climbing, to massage, to, I mean, some of the things massage uh, guided meditation walking meditation there's such a vast array of of you know things things on the platform to to use it's brilliant and that, that went down really well with with people um and i think gives sends out a good message that not only do we care about people's well-being we're putting some money into it and we're yeah. providing um you know this wellness experience for for everybody um, i mean i even went in a flotation tank terry oh nice it I'd was you know, to do that. It was amazing. And also it, you know, it's something I could try. And I wasn't having to pay for it out of my own pocket as well, which means I've I've kind of like expanded my horizons in, in terms of wellness. But I think the wellness piece needs to fit with your mental health. Um but that's interesting well. in itself, right? Because I think the way that people perceive what they do to look after their mental health is very different. For me, yeah. it would be going for a run. Or yeah. so I think it something like that is showing mm. the flexibility around diversity as yeah. well and, and obviously yeah. being mindful that diversity doesn't just mean taking half not enough or everyone going out for a drink I think it's it's exactly. just being, like, being a little bit different with yeah. it it means different wellness and and you know mental health mental well-being 
mean different things to different people yeah. you know I sometimes need to have a blast on the peloton yeah but then other times I want to go for a massage so it's what works for you as an individual and and that varies across the the genders the 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 generations so it's important that you don't look for a one-size-fits-all um approach yeah and I think that is hopefully something that people can take away from this so I think everyone was we're, we're getting there as a, a generation I think but we are probably quite one-dimensional and we do yeah. think about how we can help people in that sense mm. um but and things like you've talked about with the fertility thinking or menopause I think it's great to know that we're in an environment where people are a bit more open and talking Absolutely. about that mm. thinking about your journey and just going back a little bit to that I know that we've both talked about it and I think it's really I think it's it's pivotal for females even still today for kind of reaching where they want to get to in terms of their career is having sponsors and having mm-hmm. allies and having mentors whether they're the same sex or not doesn't matter I think it's still just having people that will help you on your journey have you had any of those throughout your career and any ones that you think have really helped with shaping what your career looks like today Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the person I'm thinking about is a, necessarily a formal mentor, um, but it was somebody I worked with, you know, 15 years ago now, um, who is a CEO and who's been incredible, incredibly important in, in, in my journey. Now, if there's anything I'm unsure of, and, and he's not working in a, in a people or an HR capacity, mm-hmm. but if there's anything I'm unsure of, anything I need to talk about, um, you know, if I just need someone to give me a kick up the bum, um, he's the first person that I think about and I can be totally myself, totally honest with him. Um, and he gives great advice, whether I choose to take it is, is a, is another thing. Um, but no, he's been massively, um, instrumental in, 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 in my journey. And also I think in helping me deal with things around, um, imposter syndrome, um, you know, so, so just having somebody, who's got your back I think is very important and he's always one to sort of be introducing me to people you know he helps me with my networking um so that that has been very important uh to me um and just having somebody in your corner but then I've also mentioned you know Fiona who I work really closely with you know she's a total dream to work with she's a, a really strong female ally um you know we work very closely on on lots of initiatives together and it's it's kind of it's refreshing to find a really strong CFO who has such a, a sort of people side to her. So as I say, I was, you know, the, the, the first head of HR, but I stepped into a, a fairly strong foundation, which has been built by, by Fiona and Helen. Um, so yeah, having Fiona in my corner is super important, you know, and then we have our operating partner, Adrian, you know, is incredibly supportive again, an ally for, for females in, in finance. Um, I'm work very closely with Rana, who is our, um, female uh, partner and it's great to 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 partner with her on on various things and I always know when I go to the partner meeting that that sometimes I will pre-game my partner meeting by discussing the initiative I want to propose with Rana and kind of getting her steer or, or or her kind of understanding of it before I go in and then I just know I'm going in with some support already you know in my back pocket so you you kind of feel like you're more on the front foot um but I you know I'm a firm believer in in mentorship um in in coaching and supporting um you know 
other females and other males um, in the in the workplace. Um, yeah, and I, I I speak to a lot of um, more junior uh, HR and and people professionals, and you know, help them in in their in their uh, career journey. Which probably leads very well into the next point, which is really thinking about. Obviously, we have come a long way as mm. a generation, and I think for hopefully prompting more females to do to step outside of their comfort zone and, and to get into venture capital or private equity and obviously I appreciate that probably does need to start earlier and we can only start doing that now really to be able to change the mold but thinking about VC and women in leadership roles are there anything you are there any ideas that you think could help to drive that with women in leadership roles longer term? Yeah, I think I, th- I think we need to sort of break the mold of what women or what females feel is the the role model for working in finance or or in VC private equity. Often, I think we have an uh, an idea that you need to be you know a real ball breaker. You know, it's all kind of eighties power suits and big mobile phones, and actually, it couldn't be further from that. I I, I think it's if you're, regardless of what gender you are, I think if you are an expert in your field, if you can't can, can exude some gravitas when, when you're in a room, I think those are two really important things. Like, I, I think within finance, and I'm sure it's the same in, in, other, um, in other professions, but although I can't speak for them, there's nowhere to hide. So you better be good at your job. And that doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female, you know, it, it, you, you need to know your stuff. Um, and I think that's that's very important that you um, you feel a sense of empowerment and you understand that you um, I mean, the way I look at it is I, I think in terms of the people space, I always feel that when I go into those partner meetings, there's a pretty good chance that I know a little bit more about the topic we're discussing than they do. And I think you need to own that. And you need to be confident and you need to leave that imposter syndrome at the door. And I mean, I'm guilty of not doing that at times and and thinking, oh, well, why would people want to listen to me? Or, you know, what have I got to offer? And actually, I've got 25 years experience to offer. And I do know a little bit more than, than, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying I know about investing, but I definitely know about the people space. And I know how to make Balderton the VC employer of choice. And I know how to attract and retain the top talent and if I'm doing that I feel I'm doing my my job well so I think you need to kind of carve out your niche and be super confident of what you can add um, and your voice will be heard if you're talking sense yes and if you're so passionate about it like you are that the oh, no I am I am really right passionate. there I'm super, super passionate um I mean I could talk about the people space all day long um yeah, I, I mean, every day is a joy to me. It, it really is. And that sounds so crazy. If I'd heard somebody 20 years ago saying that, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, you're lying. But that's generally how I feel. Um, Balderton is an amazing place to work. I've got amazing colleagues. Um, you know, the culture here is fantastic. I'd like to think I do drive some of that. But, you know, we've just got a really supportive partnership as well. So I, I can't complain, Terry. Which is oh. odd for me because you know I like to complain. <laughs> no, never. Um, thank you. That was really helpful. I think if we're looking forward and as we 
do move forward, what are your hopes and aspirations? Say you've got female grandchildren. What are your hopes and aspirations for women in leadership and what that looks like in the future? Yeah, I mean, look, I hope things continue along the the current trajectory. Um, I'm in no means, I'm in no way in competition with male colleagues, but I do want there to be an equal level playing field. I don't want, you know, if I am lucky enough to have have grandchildren, we're a very male dominated family, though, I have to say, but fingers crossed. If I'm lucky enough to have grandchildren, you know, I want them to see that that traditionally male occupations are open to them and you know, they are just as good as anybody else. Um, so that's that's important to me. But I think we've started on the right track. Um, but things take time. They do take time. You're not going to change society overnight. Um, and it, it makes me laugh. So I, I look at my boys sometimes and I think you're probably going to be the most discriminated against category. You're white, reasonably privileged. And you're male, and that's going to be tough for you. But then I look back and I think, really, we're only trying to redress the balance from two thousand years yeah. or more of of being discriminated against. And I think that that goes for women, it goes for age, it goes for disability. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would like to think that we we've started to break the mold, and we will continue to to do that. Yeah, I think we've come a long way with racial diversity too I think that's something that everyone hopefully is like that you can see there's a a different generation that's ahead of us I think thinking about your boys and how men can help yeah what do you think they can do without making them feel like it's a disadvantage to them right we obviously that's what we want we just want a bit of equity exactly yeah it's it's not about who's best and you know and there will be things that men are going to be better at than women are and I get that you know I'm not saying that but I I think if you look at say um football for instance my kids obviously passionate about arsenal there's always football and cricket on and 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 I've heard overheard a couple of times the boys going oh yeah but you know women's football is not any good and I've had to say to them, it's not about comparing. Yeah. The two games are very different, physically, mentally. Everything about them is if it's two different games. We're not asking, if they weren't two different games, and if we were completely equal in terms of physicality, we'd play mixed games, and we don't for a reason. Yeah. I'm not going to get in the ring with Mike Tyson. But there's, <laughs> no, but there's no reason why two women can't get in a ring. Yeah, it's completely it's true. different different things so so I have to kind of pull my kids up um at times because they they can sometimes be a little bit disparaging um around sport in particular but you know things are when I look back when I was a child I would never have been allowed to play football at school we weren't allowed to wear trousers at school Terry you know things have changed a lot um and that it can only keep getting better I think um but you know men I think can definitely support women um, and be allies for women and understand that that women are essentially different than than men you know our drivers are, are different um, the way we process information is different and that's not better or worse but I think they need to have an understanding of the way women deal with with things in the workplace um, you know sometimes if you've got a group of men it's like herding cats yeah. um, and I often say that to myself but you know, I, I do. I do think men can can be proactive in being allies for, for for females, and I think it's about giving women a voice at the table and understanding that that voice may be different than some of the other voices in the room. But that, to me, is around you know life's rich tapestry and and you know 
diversity of thought and understanding. Uh, so I think, you know, men can make things a little bit more welcoming sometimes for women. You know, I know when I first joined Balderton, I used to feel incredibly nervous going into the partner meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, admittedly, after two years, I know the individuals a lot better. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm, I have a more personal relationship with each of them. However, when I first went in, it would, for me, it felt incredibly kind of argumentative at times and, and, and uncomfortable. And I think I, I remember saying to Adrian, our uh, operating partner, you know, I'm not going to shout over anybody. That's just not the way I operate. If I've got something to say, I will voice my opinion, but I'm not going to shout over somebody else. And I'm only going to speak if I've got something I feel is relevant. I don't go in just to hear the sound yeah. of my own voice. And I think it's just understanding that, you know, women maybe operate slightly differently than men. Um, and and that's, that's important in getting the best out of both sides of the coin, I think. That's so interesting. I feel like we could talk about that for a lot longer. I am conscious of, of time. I do think that's something that we don't talk about a lot. I do think that actually how we respond to things and yeah, how yeah. we manage our emotions and because there's normally a lot of alphas in a room and there's an expectation that well, they, think, they think talk. they're alphas yeah. they think they're alphas yeah <laughs> it's about there's a lot of kind of you know, there's a lot of testosterone flying around in some of these yeah. meetings and I'm like hold on guys maybe we can help let's with the balance just, yeah let's just step let's just take a step back you know there's room for everybody's view but we don't all have to shout at each other and and also they're not shouting because they're angry but I just find sometimes it's a very assertive environment yeah. yes I agree um thank you so much I think anyone who listens to this is really going to enjoy it I hope that your sons enjoy listening too no they're very sure they will very um, impressed as you know this is tea with tea yeah so I have to ask how do you take your tea how do I like my tea? Well, I'm quite fussy, funnily enough. Now, I have to have my milk in first. It has to be, oh, I know, I know, milk always goes in first. I don't like it made in a pot. It has to be with a tea bag, otherwise it gets too cold too quickly. And the water has to be totally boiling. So at work, we have a boiling water tap, and I'm not convinced it's 100 degrees. So I will always boil the kettle to make my own tea. And I don't like it too strong. So it, it has to be kind of on the milky side and not too strong. And I did see on Instagram once there's a color chart of how people like their toast mm -hmm. and how people like their tea. Yeah. And with one of my very best friends, we still have arguments about what is the correct strength for tea because I don't like mine to taste a tea bag. It needs to be perfect for me to drink it. Insofar as I would rather wrestle the cup and tea bag away from someone and make it myself. Imagine being married to me, Terry. Uh, no. And also, I'm really glad that I'm not working with you in the office. If I were Fiona or Helen, I'd be like, sorry, Chantal, you can marry. Yeah. Don't offer to make that woman a cup of tea because she's a nightmare. <laughs> and it's amazing that John has remained married to me for 20 years, isn't it? Given my uh, my uh, restrictive tea making. Uh, does he make you tea? He does. Yeah, he does make me tea. But I have to ask for it, though. I find he makes my son a cup of tea and forgets me. But yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm not giving, I'm not making it easy for him, am I? <laughs> but I do love a cup of tea. It's my favourite drink. Mine too. I love a cup of tea. 
Thank you so much. Honestly, that was great. And I'm sure that anyone listening will really enjoy it. So appreciate it. Brilliant. Thank you. And thanks for inviting me. It's been great. Welcome. Sweet to you soon. Thank you.